Question, is it appropriate for law enforcement to monitor social media to prevent and solve crimes? I ask because here in Philadelphia this week, parts of the city were ransacked uh, by widespread smash-and-grab looting. The thieves targeted clothing and sneaker shops, high-end stores, wine and spirits shops, pharmacies, and an Apple store. Police say the agitators organized their plans on social media. Among the more than 50 folks arrested was an influencer, Deja Blackwell, known as Meatball. According to police, she live-streamed the ransacking and broadcast which stores and locations to loot. Let's go, Philly. The cops coming. Here they go. We trying peace. We going 52nd Street. She was later arrested after what the Philadelphia Inquirer dubbed a digital cat and mouse game with police. She now faces eight charges, including criminal conspiracy and riot. She declined CNN's request for comment, but later told a local TV station that her lawyer had advised her not to do interviews. What happened in Philadelphia isn't a lone incident, not a one-off. Cities across the country are working to combat organized retail crime and performance crime, where perpetrators often brag about their actions on social media. With more people posting crimes publicly online or using social media as a criminal tool, police departments are stressing the importance of ramping up surveillance so that they can monitor accounts for threats or criminal activity. But they're facing stiff opposition from civil liberty advocates who say that it's just another way for the government to infringe on your right to privacy. Take Boston as just one example. In 2016, the city wanted to spend $1.4 million to beef up its social media monitoring but kicked it down the road after backlash from the ACLU, who said that it would chill free speech and could target communities already subjected to extra scrutiny, including Muslims and people of color. New York has ramped up their monitoring, even signing a contract with a company that uses AI to monitor online behavior. And in 2021, a public records request by the Brennan Center found the Los Angeles Police Department authorizes its officers to engage in extensive surveillance of social media without internal monitoring of the nature or effectiveness of the searches. The LAPD responded by saying that it works to keep residents safe and is committed to protecting their privacy rights as we confront the challenge every day. With me now to discuss is Faiza Patel, the senior director of the Liberty and National Security Program at the Brennan Center for Justice. Thank you so much for being here. T to me, it seems natural, intuitive, logical that law enforcement would be following the social media accounts of individuals they know or suspect are involved in this kind of activity. And if they say, you know, we're headed to the Apple store on Walnut Street, police ought to be there to meet them. What am I getting wrong? You're not getting anything wrong. Uh, it's just that, that that's not what, well, that's not the only thing that police use social media for, and that's the problem. So if you think about investigating a crime, for example, right, you know of some kind of, of criminal ring that is posting things on social media that might be relevant to your investigation, of course the cops should be able to look at that. If you know that there is a protest or a demonstration organized somewhere, and the cops want to know, well, how many people do we need to have out there? You know, what is the potential that things might get out of hand? What is our resource allocation? 
Absolutely. You need to be able to look at social media to do that. Unfortunately, because the rules are so lax, police also use social media to monitor protest movements. You mentioned the Boston Police Department's attempt to buy um, you know, a $1.4 million contract for social media monitoring. Why did it get uh, why did it get derailed? In part because evidence came out that the BPD was actually monitoring Black Lives Matter hashtags, as well as what they called hashtag Muslim Lives Matter and other political, religious, and racial protest categories. The same thing is true with the LAPD. It's not that we, we were worried that they're going to be using it to solve crimes. We were worried because we found evidence that they were using it to monitor protest activities. So what if there's overlap be between the two? Between, what's that? FISA, what, what if there's overlap between the two in, in the examples that you articulated or in a hypothetical where, okay, there's a group that seemingly is involved in some social justice profile, but there's reason to believe that there will be trouble afoot from some of its members. Then what? Then I think you do have uh, the ability to monitor in that context, but you have to have rules around it. And I think that's where most police departments fall down, which is that the rules that they have are very permissive. They are just like, oh, social media monitoring is useful. You're allowed to do it. But in fact, if you're monitoring for public safety purposes, say, you know, to figure out what resources you need at a protest or where you might be afraid that there might be some violence, then once that protest is done, you don't need to keep that data anymore. You don't need to be creating dossiers on activists and protesters, right? So it's really a question of how to make sure that police can use social media as an effective crime-fighting tool, but not use it to infringe on people's First Amendment rights. You're, you're reminding me of a, of a recent, I'm doing, I'm on the fly here, but I, I think I'm right. Okay. That within the last couple of years, there was, a, there was a Supreme Court case. Tell me if you think that this is fair for comparison. And it said that if Faisa Patel is driving down the street, law enforcement can follow you as you go about your business in public. Yeah. But in order to place a GPS tracker on your car, there's going to have to be mm -hmm. a showing and a warrant. So... How does that compare to this? Because, like, th this individual who's been charged in Philadelphia with 185,000 Instagram followers, you know, is very publicly, allegedly, making the case, here's where we should go, here's what we want to hit next. And so, in my analysis, that's the case of law enforcement following you down the street. They shouldn't need to do anything. They should be able to follow her like any of the other nearly 200,000 people. So I think one of the things to understand about surveillance technology over the last couple of decades is that it has changed dramatically, right? When we used to think about surveillance, we would think about wiretaps, right? I call you, uh, and if the police want to listen in, they need to get a warrant. Now what we're looking at more and more is public surveillance, right? Which is the ability of technology to track people generally without their knowing uh, through, you know, cell phone, GPS, those kinds of, of technologies. Social media falls in a slightly different place because in those instances, you're not actively trying to reveal your location to anybody. You're just walking down the street, right? Whereas social media, you're actually putting information out there. So I think it is reasonable to allow police access to social media, but at the same time, we need to make sure that we have protections in place so that that access is not used to monitor protesters and people who are, um, you know, I, I, I get it. I get it. Let me. Rights. 
let me just cite by way of example and put this up on the screen. It's from the Philadelphia Inquirer this week about what just went on here, blocks from where I'm seated. I mean, this was, this was some of what was being said in social media. What time we going, quote unquote, shopping? We looting or not? I know they say tearing up our stuff ain't right, but that's the only way they hear us. I mean, I, I'm just hoping that there's a cop with a smartphone in a police van you know, on patrol, who is also following this and saying, aha, here's where we need to go next. You get the final word. What did you most want to say in 30 seconds? I think that social media monitoring can be a useful tool for fighting crime, but I think it's really, really important that police departments have clear standards and safeguards so that uh, that tool is not turned against Americans exercising their First Amendment rights. Faiza Patel, thank you so much for being here.